Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor, here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, are you excited? Adam, I'm always excited. I'm always excited. I mean, people thought I was dead yesterday. There is a genuine concern about my safety. I'm here to report. People thought I was dead. Yes, people thought I was actually dead. I'm here. I'm here to report that I am not dead. I am here to report that I am just fine today. I'm here to say it is co-own day, motherfuckers. Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. I don't appreciate it. I'm here. I am ready to go. I, I'm full of spunk and bravado today. So watch out. All right. Well, yes, I'm super excited for this. Because you know what today is, Adam? Today is the first day of us going boldly where nobody, where no fantasy football podcast has gone before. Close. Close. I was going to say today is the first day on the road to winning a championship. Well, that too. This is day one. I'm excited. I've Good. said that before. But yeah, no, this is great. This team so is winning a champ. This team is winning a championship. We're well, yeah, getting you. We're getting you your first fantasy title. Well, depends on on when. Eh. It'll be like twin. If I win in the league that we're in, you know, solo own, then it'll be like twins. Like who comes first? Like a couple minutes before. Fair. But yeah. Fair. That requires that requires you going above and beyond and winning it. Well, yeah, but I ex- I expect to win a championship every year. Oh, I want to win a championship every year. What's the point? Why why would I give you money to not win a championship? You play to win the game. That's right. That Herm Edwards press conference really resonated with me when I was like ten. Oh, or did whenever it? that or whenever that happened really inspired you it, it, it motivated you to do great things yes because you play to win the game absolutely that's why you we're play here to I'm show play this podcast we play to win the game you don't play to just play it you play to win the game hello play to win the game i love it i wish we had a coach like herm edwards uh, you do have a coach like herm edwards his name is rob sala listen just because he's bald doesn't mean it's the same guy just because he's bald and energetic doesn't mean he's the same going more on energetic. I was not talking about his <laughs> lack of hair. The poor man. The poor man's heard enough jokes about his lack of hair. He doesn't need to hear more from some uh, Monday morning quarterback. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to make too many jokes about lack of hair because, you know, it could be, it could happen to me in the future. I'm pretty confident in saying that I'm not going to lose my hair. Cause I have good genetics, but in terms of staying where I have hair, that's not gray. Eek can't gray hair jokes. I won't tolerate in this podcast. Bald jokes. I can handle gray hair jokes. I don't tolerate. My uh, future brother-in-law already has gray hair and he's like I, in his early thirties. I have gray hair already and I'm 25. Yeah. We've been doing this podcast for too long, potentially. Oh no, believe me, you are the you are the, the bottom of the list in terms of things that stress me out, Adam. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Don't get used to it. That is, that is literally the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, 
So and this is what happens. We start to clone. We have to cooperate with each other. We have to be friendly and nice. This is what happens. Joint bank accounts. This is what happens. Yes. If we get knocked out of the playoffs, then it's all going to blow up on this podcast. I'm going to call you a fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be part my of your fault. fault Even it's my fault. I'm going to call you a fucking dickhead. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this is going to be this is a new frontier, very exciting stuff. And what we're going to do in the show is we're going to go over the rules of the league. What's going to be the situation for drafting, um, like as far as where we're picking and our strategy for the first round and beyond. And then at the end, we're going to pick a team name. Maybe. Potentially. If we, if we're gonna, we, we can, if we could brainstorm one with the amount of time that we may or may not have. We're going we're gonna to workshop a team name. Yes, it, we're, we're going to attend a team name workshop. Yes, correct. If you, have, if you, the listeners, our listeners, have suggestions for team names, please let us know. Do yes. not hesitate. Yes, please let us know. They must be funny. Yeah, that's kind of a requirement. They, they, they have to be funny. They have to make Adam and I laugh. And they also have to be puns. Yes, absolutely. If they are, if they are alliterations, even better. Yep. We love a nice alliteration. All right. So here, is, here are the rules. So each roster has 17 players, 10 total starters, seven players on the bench, and two Injured reserve spots. So very clutch of you for putting IR spots. What can I say? I'm a nice guy. Uh, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, one flex, one defense, one kicker, and seven bench spots just to break it down for you. Yep. So. Um, and then if you cool. want, if you want, I can get into the advanced stuff. I can get into the, uh, the advanced rules. So you have. Uh, one point for every 25 yards, four points per passing touchdown. Well, uh, yeah, point, 25 passing yards. You have 25 passing yards for one point. Yes, I apologize. Um, point one points for every yard gained, whether it's with whether it's by via rushing or via receiving. Uh, six points for rushing touchdown, six points for receiving touchdown. Of course, full point PPR because real men play PPR. If you are a lady, real women play PPR as well. Don't real fantasy football players play PPR. Real men and women play full point PPR. And uh, there was something else I'm forgetting. No, I think that's it. Well, two point conversion receptions and passing and passing passes, whatever. Sure. Are two points. That's so obscure, but okay. Right. It could, two points could mean a lot, whatever. And then for the kickers, how often do we see a two-point conversion? Honestly, where at least where, once where it actually has an impact on oh. my life. Okay, I'll re- I'll rephrase. Never mind. Two-point conversion say, has an impact on my life. At least once, it, whatever. Um, and then for kicking, you that know, isn't in the playoffs. That is not in the playoffs in the regular season. Yes, uh, for kicking, you know each. Point after touchdown is is a point. Field goals between zero and thirty nine yards is three points. Yep. Forty to forty nine is four points. Fifty 
to 59 yards is five points. And the so only, is the only plus. thing that I've taken a point off for, and I want to, I want to mention this, maybe people can put this in their leagues because it's the way I do it. Um, field goals that are misses from 39 yards and under, I have a one point deduction for, but a miss from 40 and up, I don't deduct. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I had that in all my leagues. That's why that's That's why I've done it for a few years. Because though, I mean, those field goals, you have a degree of difficulty. Well, yeah, it's like say you have uh, say you have uh, Young Way Koo, and he's attempting a fifty-eight yarder at the dawn of halftime, and and he misses. That's a point deduction. That sucks. Odds are he's not going to make it. So it's it's a it's a risk-free try. You miss between 30 and 39 yards and an extra point. Extra point to get the deduction uh, for, for as well. You miss that, then tough shit. Yeah. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting, I'm surprised that – has it always been that 60 yards is still five points? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 60 yards is, you know, you're knocking on the door of history if you make one of those. And you get five points for it. Only five points. I, I thought you, you should get six points just going with the with the math. But whatever. You're the commissioner. That's me. Don't you dare forget it. Anyway, uh, for defense and special teams, um, all the defensive touchdowns are six points. Two-point returns are two points. The extremely rare, I don't think I've ever seen one live, the one point safety. Have you ever seen a one point safety? Never in my life. That's one point. Each sack is a point. Blocked punt, point after or field goal, two points. Each interception, two points. Each fumble, recovery, two points. Each safety, two points. And then the typical points allowed zero points is five, one to six is four, seven to 13 points allowed is three 14 to 17 points allowed is one and then when you allow over 28 points it's negative one 28 to 34 points allowed is negative one 35 to 45 points allowed is negative three 46 plus is negative five and then it's the same sort of deal for yardage less than 100 yards allowed is five 100 to 199 yards allowed is three 200 and 299 yards allowed is two. 350 to 399 uh, yards allowed is negative one. 400 to 449 is negative three. 450 to 499 is negative five. 500 to 549 yards allowed is negative six. And early 2010s Cowboys defense, 550 plus is negative seven. Yep. And... So, Adam, if, if you would, if you would like this uh, little tidbit of information, the one point safety has actually never happened in the NFL. Really? Well, it's I was never right. happened. It has never? never happened. So, what are the rules for that? Is that the one where basically blocking yeah. an extra point and then you return it for a touchdown? No, or you return it to the other end zone. No, it's so if you're lining up for an extra point, let's just say the long snapper botches it over the holder and has a Roger Clemens-like snap 
where the ball just travels back 75 yards to the end zone. The holder picks it up and is tackled in his own end zone. That's the one point safety. What? Yeah. Okay. That's it. So, okay. So it is highly unlikely that we would ever see it. Okay. It's, it's even rarer than the immaculate stat line. And that says something. Yeah. The, the one point safety is never, well, it's never happened. It's never All, happened. Also, um, if you lose a fumble, it's negative two. Just, you know, that's standard as well. And I think it's also negative two for throwing interceptions as well. We did not, uh, we didn't cover that. But Logan Paulson standard. fan club. That's a team name. And then that's amazing. That's, that's our team name. Oh, that's our team name? Okay. Yes, 100%. The Logan Paulson fan club? Okay. The Logan Paulson fan club. Okay, so the divisions are split between North and South. And it's us, Mark and the Harrigans, Drain the Swamp, Temple Orlando, Dean's a Trip Trip. I don't know what the fuck that means, but whatever. That's the North Division. The South Division is Stank Muffin, Don Clips, LNA Jesus Peace. I cannot believe I'm reading these names. Neither could I. Neither could I. Team No Curry and Twisted Dick. Those are the divisions. Is that Jake's team? Drain the Swamp? Yep. Yeah. It is. Well, Jake and... Oh, it's just Jake. It's it's going to be his brother. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be his brother. That does it. But, um, yeah, I mean, we got a draft week. We're a week away from this draft. Literally. Which um, is quite exciting. The other or the other thing for like housekeeping is the trade deadline. The trade deadline is December 3rd at 3 a.m. Make sure we're up. Make sure we're up. The trade review period is two days and we need I'm gonna change I'm gonna change that. The trade the trade review is probably gonna be all of an hour. It should well, yeah, because you the last thing you want to do is wait two days when you need a guy on Thursday. Yeah, if if if, if I see it and it looks and it looks fine, I'll just ask around and see if people have a problem with it. And if, if people do, then great. If not, then I will. Uh, I'll push it through. And then it's five votes, half the league required to veto a trade. Correct. And uh, that well, should be five interesting. Teams. Five, five teams. Five teams. Yeah. It's interesting because you have to get like you have to get both owners to agree to veto if you were so inclined to do that. Yeah. Um, but, as far as, but, but it's much easier. It's much easier if you're a team to go in and veto a trade because it's not like you only have one guy. If you see a trade that passes through and someone's like, oh, I hate the fucking trade. You're between two. You're between two owners that can go in and one person just vetoes the trade. Bam, done. Yeah. And then as far as the playoffs, uh, six teams make the playoffs. And um, there's one week per playoff matchup, obviously. The playoff seeding tiebreaker, which is important, is total points four. The interesting thing that we don't have it, but what's the home What's home field advantage? How does that even work? Um, there is no home field advantage. No, no, I know, but it's an option. But do you know how it works? Oh, I have no idea. 
I think I honestly, I think it's just the way that it appears. It appears on as the matchup highest seed gets home field advantage, but does it really matter? No. Whenever they have that, where it's like you're going to, you're playing a road game against Bird's team. I was like, I'm not going to his house. It's on our phone. Like yes, like it's on the internet. So yes. <laughs> it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's all semantics. It's all for the immersion. Um, Adam, I would just like to uh, make this uh, this report. Uh, the Logan Paulson fan club has been born. Phenomenal. I, I see. I knew it just it would just take 10, 15 minutes for me to think of a name. And here we are, the Logan Paulson fan club. The Logan Paulson fan club. Yep. The count. The fun thing about um, going to your team page on ESPN Fantasy is that it has a big countdown clock. So as we're recording. We are seven days, eight hours, 33 minutes, and 50 seconds and counting from our draft. Yep. And with that being said, we have the third overall pick. We do. Who, like, what's our draft strategy? I mean, I know, like, we know, kind of. Kind of, We know how we draft. Yeah. But for the listeners. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's definitely anticlimactic because we are picking in the top four. It's going to be a running back. Now, I would say if we, if we were at four, there would be a little bit of a debate because it would probably end up being one of Kamara, Kelsey, or Adams that we would have to debate. But Ooh. I think because we're sitting at three, it's between Henry and Kamara. Adam and I did the mock on Monday's program where we mocked from the three, and we ended up taking – Derek Henry, and we ended up doing some funky things with that team, ended up taking Patrick Mahomes in the fourth round. And if you want to go see how that ended up, uh, go listen to that podcast. And it was, hey, was still B plus. Yeah, B plus, but it was it was a funky team. And I think I don't think we would do something like that in in an actual draft. I think the way that we can kind of take the conversation is, you know, what kind of team do we want to build? Do we want to build a funky team? Do we want to build a conservative team where we're, you know, pretty well balanced on running back receiver? Or do we go super conservative and just go load up on running backs with the first two or three picks and then rely on how deep receiver is to just go heavy receiver the rest of the draft? There are a whole bunch of different options that we can go. We can go with that, and I'm curious which one, uh, which one you have been thinking about in terms of how we're gonna kind of construct it. Well, before I say that, yep. I have something important to tell you. Okay, I need you to go to the store, get some markers, get some poster board, and get your fuck Troy Young sign ready for Christmas Day. Oh, the Knicks and Hawks are playing at the Garden on Christmas Day. Holy shit. Yep. Well, Merry fucking Christmas. And the Nets are playing the Lakers. In LA? That, it doesn't, let me see. I would think it's in LA. Well, it would be kind of, oh, can you imagine the traffic? Oh. If the Nets not. and Knicks were playing on the same day on Christmas? Yeah, New York, and New York traffic's bad enough. Yeah, no, it's at Staples Center. I'd love to see it. Let's see it. Fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. Um, so, yeah, I think that running backs are the way to go, just going by the scarcity of the position and 
that's pretty in line with my opinion for basically the entire show or the the entire summer. It's true. It's true. You you've you've pretty much been banging the desk for for the running backs. Now let, let me ask you this. Say we go running back three picks in a row. Ideally, what running backs would you be comfortable or what would be ideal scenario for you with top three running backs that would be there in like rounds one to three? You know, it's kind of tough to project to see who is going to be picked. Well, just based on ADP, who's going in the top 25, who would you like to have at the first three? Um, hmm. I probably, I'd rather have, See, here's the thing. Here's the thing with these, with the running backs, with with PPR especially. There are some guys. I mean, I'd rather have Derrick Henry. I'd have Derrick Henry as our first running back, which I think we're gonna probably end up doing. Probably, unless there's a major shock at two and they go with like Derrick Henry. Yeah. So we're gonna do that, and then for our second running back. I mean, listen, if Austin Eckler is still there, I would take him in a heartbeat because having that that uh, tandem of running backs as our RB1 and RB2 is amazing. Um, if he's not there, if Gibson is, is there, which I think he might be in the second round, I would have him as well. How about Najee? Najee would be interesting. Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd be open to that. I think he's probably like, he's probably bottom of the list. He's kind of, he's kind of like the fallback option. I would say. And then for a third running back, I'd pick JK Dobbins. Yeah, I would too. Can you imagine that running back room of Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler and JK Dobbins? I'd love it. I would love it. And then we would, just, we would end up probably going with two dart throws late, say like a Michael Carter and a Trey Sermon, just round it out. And then just going heavy, heavy receiver the rest of the way. And maybe in round four, we're able to start a receiver room around. If we're lucky and we get someone like an Amari Cooper, that would be awesome. Maybe a Brandon Ayuk a T Higgins, maybe how funny would it be if for a cone team that we both own, we end up taking T Higgins over Amari Cooper. No. Oh my God. No, no. Okay. Hell no. Hell no. Let's not get crazy now. Okay. Let's not get crazy now. No, 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 no. I have T Higgins in my wide receiver ranks. I have T Higgins at 24. I have Amari Cooper at 12. Okay. I think that, what if, like, I mean, listen, I don't think Allen Robinson and C.D. Lamb, I don't think they're going to be there. Would you be comfortable taking, like, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin? So I have it. You said Woods, Evans, Godwin, Jones. And who was the other one? Um, Woods. Evans, Woods, Godwin, yep. Jones. I have it. Woods, Evans, Godwin, Jones. Okay. 
Woods 14, Evans 15, Godwin 16, Jones 18. Cup at 17. They have Evans pretty uh, pretty high. Yeah, no, not me. On Fantasy Pros. They have him at 16. Godwin is at 15. Woods is at 13. And Julio is at 19. Yeah, we're pretty much in the same ballpark. We're pretty much in the same ballpark. I mean, I... I I have Evans higher than Fantasy Pros does. Evans is at 16. I have him at 15. Yeah. So I'm higher than Fantasy Pros, which is quite crazy. I'm not huge on Mike Evans. I think he's a little boomer bust for uh, for my liking. Well, you have to have somebody with the potential of an immaculate stat line. That's true. That's true. So this, and this, could, is, this is King double immaculate stat line. Could be. We need. That's what we should do, Adam. We, we You know what? Fuck drafting players that can help us win a championship. We'll just draft players that can help get and get immaculate stat lines. Correct. So third overall, we're taking Bryson Hopkins, right? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. See, yeah, I can't. I'm excited for the quarterback immaculate stat line because that's very rare. That is very rare. One pass, one completion, one yard, one touchdown. So it'd be Taysom Hill. Yes. No, but then the, the 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 rushing. But if he takes if he takes a kneel down, then it won't be an immaculate stat line. Unless he gets two, unless he gets two rushing yards, then he takes one kneel down and he gets the minus one. That's then he gets the one rushing yard. That counts. One carry, one yard, one touchdown. Okay, so what it should be is. You have one one completion for one yard for one touchdown. Correct. And then you have a QB sneak at the end, at the goal line, one rush, one yard, one touchdown. Yes, on one attempt. Correct. On one attempt. Yep. And you're chilling. Yep. Um, now let me ask you this. What if we don't go with solid RB? What if we just say, you know what, we take Henry, then we go say J.K. Dobbins in the third round and we take a receiver in round two. Like Allen Robinson? I think we could take DeAndre Hopkins. I think DeAndre Hopkins might be there. And well, Hopkins, I mean, that's what happened last time. Yeah, Hopkins, I have, or, one, I mean, I have one spot higher. I have one spot higher Hopkins than I do uh, Robinson. Hopkins, I have at four. Robinson, I have at five. Listen, I, I wouldn't be all that opposed to it since we're getting a really good receiver. Right. But what if it's, uh, let's say, let's say it's Hopkins versus a, an Eckler. What would you rather do there? Hopkins over Eckler or Eckler. Well, who would you rather have Hopkins or Eckler? I think I'd rather have Eckler. I think I'd rather, I'd rather probably have Eckler just because, PPR machine, but what if it's what if it's Najee or Hopkins? Then I'd have Hopkins. I would have Hopkins as well. I would definitely have the, Hopkins. The tiebreaker well. for me is positional scarcity. But receiver would be deeper. Well, that's why I'm no. Well, I'm saying if it's tie, like listen. Well, what would be a tie for you? What would Eckler be a tie and Hopkins? Okay, Eckler and Hopkins would be a tie. Okay, fair, fair. That's what I'm saying. Fair. I personally, 
I mean, Hopkins is the better player, yes, but I think in terms of well, yeah, no, everything you're saying is 100% is 100% correct. I'm just rambling. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, you, you're you're 100% right. You're 100% right. That when it comes down to when it comes down to it, if Eckler's there given the lack of really good running back options, yeah. Yeah, I would take I would take Eckler there. But I wouldn't be shocked if Eckler goes like in the first round in our draft. Um, I don't know because say the top four goes as planned. You have Zeke in there. You got to throw in, you have Barkley there. You have Travis Kelsey. Who's probably going to go. You have Adams, you have Hill. That's 10 right there. And then coming back around, you know, Jonathan Taylor could be in the mix. Uh, Stefan Diggs will definitely be in that mix. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb. So, you know, you're, you're running lower on, on options if you go and take Eckler. Now, someone can just view Eckler really, really positively. Someone can just view Eckler as, you know, the guy and take him in the first round, and then, you know, we're left reassessing. But, um, yeah, I think Eckler's just – he's safe. He's a really safe, steady play. Now, if Eckler doesn't get to us, which honestly I doubt he will – it comes down to, you know, what are the receiver options that are going to be there? I, I truly think Hopkins gets to us. Yes. Well, and there's people, a, decision, a decision to be made. I think if, if our theories are correct about running backs. Yeah. Then Hopkins will get to us because honestly, even like this might be crazy, but I think even like Stefan Diggs is going to get to us. I don't think so. I don't. I think Diggs. I think Diggs is probably going to go. If he doesn't go at the turn, he's going to go high second because someone is probably going to go Zeke or Barkley or even like a Taylor Jones, and then pair them with a Diggs. Okay, that's the way that I that at least I think it's going to go. If only it wasn't a snake draft. If it wasn't a snake draft, we, it would be a lot easier for us. It would be very nice for us. But unfortunately, I think if someone got a 10 and a non-snake, they would just kind of say, yep, I'm fucking out. Yeah, that'd be, that would suck. Yep. That's why auctions really exist, though. Auctions exist for that reason. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of covered a little bit. What about quarterbacks? Are we looking to wait? Is the bird philosophy of just waiting for quarterbacks? I I always look at it uh, based on value. I I think if there's a quarterback that's there where the value is just too great and there aren't a lot of guys there that I would particularly want to draft. Yeah. I'm taking a quarterback there. Like I did, I did a mock last night preparing for my draft this weekend where I went zero, zero RB and I was up in round five, still without a running back, but there were no running backs there that I truly loved that spot. So I ended up going Patrick Mahomes. So coming into round six, my five picks at that point were, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head, it was Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Patrick Mahomes. And that was going into round six 
without a single running back being drafted. Now, seriously? Yes. Now, would that happen on draft day? Probably not. But that that team in, in, in the mock that I did was probably the best case scenario for going zero RB. Listen, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. That's the, that's a great Mike Tyson quote. Yeah, but then the, the, the running backs that I drafted after that were where I think my first running back that I took was like Travis Etienne. But I'm saying also, I mean, not only that, but also you can say all you want that, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm not going to pick as many running backs in the, in the early going or I'm going to go zero RB. And then you're going to see all these running backs go and you're going to see your options dwindle. And you're, you're going to be like, oh, shit, I need to get in while the get, while the getting is good because I'm not going to get a, a reasonable option of running back to start the di- team with. I disagree. I think in two receiver leagues, yes. But in three receiver leagues, the difference is because you're starting that extra receiver every week, the value of receivers is just as important as the value of running backs. The, the values kind of equal themselves out, which is why I love three receiver leagues so much. Because you, you, there is more of an importance on having a strong receiving group, just like there is such a strong importance of having a really good running back group. And, you know, when I did that mock, when I was able to get those four ridiculous receivers and then pile that on with Patrick Mahomes, I was like, you know, shit, you know, that, that, that's that's great. Now, obviously, you're going to have the whole running back. And, you know, like I said, all offseason, having going out and finding guys that are going to be able to fill the void at running back is probably going to be pretty difficult versus trying to find guys to fill the void at receiver, but it's just the game that you play. Now, going back to our situation, we're not going to be in any position to go zero RB. It's more likely that we go zero receiver and zero receiver, I think is actually a very good move as, as we've just been talking about, you know, if you can, we can get our hands on, Derrick Henry, realistically, Antonio Gibson, and then realistically, J.K. Dobbins, that's not half bad. And then you go into round four, and we're hoping that there is an Amari Cooper or an Adam Thielen that's there, and we could pair them up with like a Brandon Ayuk and a T. Higgins or just something like that, or a Chase Claypool, perhaps. Not a bad move. And then sit and finally answer your question, Adam. Sit and wait on quarterback if need be. Now, again, that, that the plan can definitely change if we're up and we don't like any of the options out of there and there's beautiful, pretty, amazing, perfect Patrick Mahomes or even more beautiful, even more amazing, even more perfect Josh Allen sitting there. Then that's something that has to enter the, the, the realm of thinking is, do we go that route? I'm never a fan of the draft quarterback early. I don't, I don't know about you, Adam. I, I know the answer, but I, I just have never been a fan of it. For the right person. I mean, I don't know. If somebody's there and you get that, you get that. It's not even, I don't know. It's not like you're getting a value because you're drafting them early. It's the well, sure, value. you're getting a value. If Patrick Mahomes has, the, has an ADP of going in round three, you get him in round five. That's a value. Josh Allen's going around four. You get him back in around five, early round six. That's a value. But I think that. You know, I don't know. It all depends on roster construction. Yes, like, a lot I of think... these are very dependent on what your team looks like at the time. 
the best way that you would be able to do it is, and if we would be able to do it, is if we're if we're even. So if we're going into round five and we have two running backs and two receivers, and Patrick Mahomes is sitting there, then it looks I think it looks a little bit better if we go if we were to take Mahomes at that point. Let let's just say for the sake for the sake of argument, it would be a lot better knowing we have two running backs and two receivers locked down. Take Mahomes and just say you know what fuck it. Then we're kind of we're we're kind of okay because there's somewhat of a balance there, but we're still going to have a hole elsewhere more likely than not it's going to be at the third receiver spot or even at the flex spot there's going to be a little bit of a hole that's just kind of what happens when you draft a luxury position i'd rather wait for somebody like justin herbert in the eighth or ninth round i i agree i agree or rogers even um maybe maybe rogers jalen hurts is a guy that i'm really interested in late Late, I think that could be a move. And what will be nice too is I'll already have gone through a draft, so I'll be able to kind of see where guys are ending up, where guys are going. Um, and then I'm also going to just vehemently go and object guys that I've already taken in my uh, my weekend draft, just because I don't want to double up on them unless unless I absolutely 100% have to. But the good news is with that draft, I'm at eight. And then with our draft, I'm at three. So I'm on the complete opposite end. So we shouldn't have too many guys that overlap. Yeah. Well, I have to wait like, I have to wait a week or a week, a week and a day in between our yeah. co-on draft and the one and then our solo draft. Yeah. Yep. Because after Tuesday, the other draft is a week Next away. Wednesday. Yeah. That's crazy. That's nuts. Hey, let's ride. And then, I mean, the last position that I think that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much we're really going to worry about it just because uh, maybe we will. I think because we can find your boy, your two guys that you want here are going to be are available late. And that's tight end. And, and who, are my know, two, who, who are my two boys? Let's see how well you know me. Tyler Higby and Irv Smith Jr. And Noah Fant. And Noah Fant. And Noah Fant. But yes, Tyler Higby and Irv Smith Jr. are my are in my dreams every night. Yeah. I love them both. But, I mean, really, that's kind of it. We're not going to give you too much. Well, there's only so much that we can kind of talk about now until we actually build the team. And then it just comes down to, um, you know, what the deal is and seeing where we're good, seeing where we're not reviewing the draft, see where our mistakes were, and then just kind of going from there. And then one more thing that I don't think, maybe you pointed out, Adam, I, I, I have no idea. The show's gone on for a while. Um, this is a fab league as well. I did not point that out. Okay. okay. Yes. So everyone has 200 fat bucks to go and make acquisitions throughout the year. So just wanted to, to point that out and yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing at least one, maybe two episodes a week of this, you know, going through the week results, uh, seeing where the good was, where the bad was uh, making waiver claims, you know, talking about those and then setting and setting a lineup 
which is going to be a, uh, a tricky little endeavor having uh, two heads trying to set one lineup. But oh boy, yeah, but it, it, it it'll be fun, and you know it's fantastic. It's fantastic content. We are we are fans of content, but um, yeah, this is just kind of the lay of the land. This is what we're thinking, and we very excited to uh, to draft this team next week, which you'll be able to find right here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, and then the video component. If you want to watch that instead will be up on the newly founded Basement Talk Podcast YouTube channel. Adam. Adam. Yes. Yes, I will post. Like when this is done, I will post this on the Basement Talk Podcast YouTube channel. Yeah. When when the draft is done, I mean. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's the, that's the power move. And then I think. Which is way easier than us having to read the names of all the players that are picked. Yeah, I mean, we'll still yeah. we'll still do it on occasion, but it's much easier to just watch along on uh, on 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 the YouTube. And one more thing before we go, I just had uh, I had this just pop up on my phone. Uh, Kyle Allen said that the Washington Football Team wants to push Antonio Gibson into a similar role as Carolina has for Christian McCaffrey. Well, that is something. Who said that? Kyle Allen. No, I know Kyle Allen. Wait, Kyle Allen, the quarterback. Kyle Allen, the quarterback. Okay. Kyle Allen, the QB. Now, do we really want to go with Antonio Gibson? We might. That might be a little interesting. Now, if Antonio Gibson gets pushed up and someone else falls to us, then... Then, then we're in a great spot, but because then we might get Eckler if somebody drafts Gibson high based on this. I'm not keeping my hopes up for for Eckler. Now that I'd be shocked because crazier things have happened on draft day before. But yeah, we get Eckler at the back end of round two. I would be really, really, really surprised. But well, that's it. I'd kind of think unless there's anything else. And then, uh, you know, we'll have one more uh, Basement Talk podcast fans show at the end of the week. And then we're, I don't know, are we doing, I don't think we want, are we doing a podcast on Monday? Probably not. So all right. So then we'll just do the draft show then on Tuesday. Well, we could do, we could do a quick pod on Monday, just talking about my draft. And going through and okay, just doing a live draft review. I okay. kind of do that, and then Tuesday we do uh, the mock or the mock. I mean, the real the, draft, the real draft, yeah, the real damn thing. And then just kind of you know go from there. We're closing on the regular season, people. We we yep. are closing in. We are five weeks away on Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Pretty mental. Pretty, pretty mental. But the Cohen is born, baby. Yep. Logan Paulson's fan club. The Logan Paulson fan club has been founded. Okay. 
Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes under the Basement Talk Podcast umbrella wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to find our uh, YouTube channel when when we create it, and then we can put the we'll put the live co-owned draft on that the whole video, and you'll get to see what Bird and I look like. True. So, prepare True. yourself and- for that. You can let us know who's the better looking. If you want. You don't need to do that. I know the answer. Me too. It's probably me. You're funny. I like to think so. You're funny, but you're not better looking. Mm. Anyway. For my co-host at Birdsell, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.